0: you put your all into delivering quality and value on time and when your customer doesn't pay it doesn't just hurt your feelings it hurts your business at metcredit we get it we collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect go to metcredit.com to get started metcredit we get it This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about how and why debt collection works for your business. Brought to you by Metcredit.
1: Everybody pay up!
2: Welcome to Overdue Advice. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Now, while Metcredit strives to help many through tough cash flow situations, for some, the tough times become desperate times. Many look at commercial or consumer proposals To bail themselves out, often not completely understanding what the ramifications are. So today we ask, what are the steps many can take before they go down this road? On today's episode, we talk with Rhonda Fox-Miles. She's the owner and operator at Fox-Miles Associates Licensed Insolvency Trustees and has been helping clients with bankruptcy in Alberta for over 20 years. So let's get started. Hey Rhonda, why don't you tell everybody exactly how you get started in this business?
1: When I was 16, my very first job was with the government of Canada with the superintendent of bankruptcy. From there, I had a baby, I didn't go back to work. Instead, I started working for the individual uh, trustees. And in 1980s, 90, I guess it was, I went back to school because the superintendent of bankruptcy through the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act introduced counselling. And at the time I was going through a divorce as a single parent. And so I decided, yes, I'll go back to school. So I'm also a social worker. So I'm about the most overeducated bankruptcy and insolvency counselor there is. And people go, oh, how does social work go with bankruptcy? It goes hand in hand, always behind the financial problem. That's just money. What's behind there?
2: Now, I've talked so. to a lot of folks from Metcredit, and they love the challenge, but they love the fact they're able to assist people. I have to assume that you're the exact same kind of person.
1: Absolutely. We like to assist people, give them the information, fine-tune it so that they understand it in their own language, and let them make the decision. Because as a licensed insolvency trustee, yes, we offer products consumer proposal, division one proposal, bankruptcy, and those are all choices that people have. Uh, and they need the information so that they can make the choice that's gonna fit them and make sure that we answer the questions they don't even know they need to ask yet. Can
2: we break this down into three categories? The good, the bad, and the ugly, is that fair to say? Sure. Okay, yes. let's start with the good. What's what's good about uh, going uh, commercial or consumer proposal that route?
1: Underneath the Alberta laws and almost all the provinces in Canada, the the uh, creditor who's owed money can issue what's called a statement of claim or a civil summons. And then you have anywhere between 15 and 21 days to defend. Well, a defense is not, oh, I can't pay it. The defense is more, oh, it's not my debt. Something like that. And then after that uh, time period lapsed, the creditor can go to the court and get what we call a garnishee summons. It's called a judgment. So they attack your wages through garnishee summons. They put writs of enforcement against any property you have. So now all of a sudden, you couldn't make it before because you weren't paying your debts. Now all of a sudden, you don't have any money on payday or you get what the province dictates in Alberta, you get the first 800 and then half of whatever you make up to 2,400. The rest gets paid into court. Then the creditor applies and gets that money out. Well, you're going, geez, I couldn't make it. How am I going to make it on $1,600 a month now? And there's an allowance for dependents. So then you go, "I, I just can't do this. My rent's two grand. So now I'm going to be evicted. Well, then we need to look and see what's our options how do we get them to stop taking our paycheck and all our assets and phoning you know, continuously during the day, which becomes extremely upsetting because the collectors of course are doing their job, but they can become very aggressive and um, the people know they owe the money. So when somebody phones to remind you and you know, you owe the money, it's just a vicious circle and it becomes very emotional. The Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act came across, As an honest, unfortunate debtor is entitled to a full discharge of their debts. So that means you don't have to pay back the debts. There are some that you do have to pay. Well, child support, um, fraud, embezzlement, anything like that. they, They don't go away. However, the rest gets stayed. That's not your car loan. That's not your mortgage. It's your unsecured credit. So it's your credit cards, your lines of credit, those kind of things. So then you want to talk to a licensed insolvency trustee. How do I get this state of proceedings? And we will go through all your options in addition to other ones that aren't legislated that maybe you didn't think about. Maybe like getting a second mortgage on the house, or maybe you have some assets to sell something along those. All the trustees, and I believe it's across Canada for sure. It's across Alberta have a free consultation. So they will meet with you and explain what's going to happen, give you the information you need. Another great resource for information is the superintendent of bankruptcy website. Um, They have a whole section there, what to do if you owe money. And it's pretty good. It's not uh, written in big legalese. It's written for the normal average person to understand. So, so that's one option
2: that I guess would be the good for some people. What about, the bad stuff? Is there a bad side of this? Is there something that you would veer away from if you were advising somebody?
1: I think that the clients that are in trouble find that the bad is if you do go into a bankruptcy, you have to report to the trustee a budget every month. So somebody's looking at things that are very emotional to you. Yeah you know and and there's two reasons that we're we're looking at these budgets one is to see are you learning needs versus wants etc we're looking for addictions and we're also monitoring your income because in bankruptcy the government of Canada issues standards and if you make more than that in a bankruptcy you have to pay half into the license insolvency trustee for the benefit of your creditors so that's a bad i guess a lot of Uh, people go, oh, that's so invasive. So then they may look at a consumer proposal, which then you're not filing your budgets. Okay. Then there's orderly payment of debts, which is handles part 10 underneath bankruptcy and insolvency act. And only Alberta and Ontario, I believe, still have that program. Um, And that's where you pay back your creditors in full. But the other bad is your credit rating takes a hit. Right. You know, the worst one, of course, being bankruptcy then the consumer proposal is a step up from that and money mentors is, or sorry, or the payment of debts is the same uh, as a consumer. proposal.
2: I have to think the ugly is just another level of that. Oh,
1: yes.
2: I, I don't think I'd be wrong there. So, so how does this work? I guess the, the biggest thing is how does somebody start to recognize there's a problem before there becomes a problem? I met credit was probably calling, And so all of a sudden now you recognize that it's getting to that level. But when, when do people recognize that this has gone a little too far?
1: I think some of the very, very first indications are you're living on your credit cards. You're topping up your lifestyle. The best thing to do is sit down, keep your receipts, take a look. What's a need? Food, shelter, and clothing. Everything else is a want. We all want to drive a car. Well, I want to drive a Lamborghini. Well, we can't, but you know, we have to make those choices and talking about a car. Maybe you have to go all the way down to, I can't afford a car. Maybe right. I got to use public transit. And once you're into bankruptcy or consumer proposal, you have to make those choices. And we do do two counseling sessions that it's exactly about that. What's the need? What's the want? Um, opening up communication in a partnership marriage, because otherwise, you know, Things get fairly heated if somebody says, no, this is my want and that's your want and you have to work together. So I would say the first indication is an NSF check, not paying your credit card off in full every month at the end of the month, because if you're pulling forward forward a balance, paying huge interest rates, but you're also expanding your level of income. You're using your credit card to live beyond your means. You got to get back to the basics. And that's hard to do when life just happens because everything's going great. And yeah, you've been carrying a balance forward on your credit card. Who cares? You make minimum payment every month. Oh, now all of a sudden we have an unplanned pregnancy. We have a job loss. We have an illness occur. Uh, Perhaps not even in our immediate family. Perhaps we've got to travel across the country, right? Which is an emotional thing and it's very hard to make decisions. And then all of a sudden the house part starts falling down. And you want to catch it before it starts falling down. Get back to your basic needs versus wants. My grandma raised us as if you take care of your pennies, your dollars will take care of themselves. And even though pennies aren't a legal currency here anymore, still really good advice.
2: Well, I was going to ask what steps can people take before considering a proposal? One is recognizing some of the things. The other thing, too, is finding somebody to talk to. And get some solid advice. I know that the Med Credit people are, are people you could talk to, but can you elaborate a little further on that kind of thing?
1: We do certainly, and because we're we are federal court officers, so we are authority um, if we need to be, because we have a lot of power underneath the Act. But at the same time, the main thing is rehabilitation underneath the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act. So we do go and say, you know, that's really not a need. That's a want. Oh, but I've always had this. Well, it is a want and that's hard for people to see because their emotions, everything is all tied up. Uh, Cell phone plans for all your kids that they all have a cell phone. It's really not a need. Like if you do without food, you're going to die. If you do without a a cell phone, you're not going to die. Plus, it'll be quieter. You may not know where your kids are all the time, but maybe that's not so bad.
2: Yeah.
0: The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it.
2: Yeah. The, the other thing too is working through cash flow issues and, and uh, maybe even taking it from a business perspective, looking at the the process long before things get difficult. Do most of the people that you talk to, are they past that point or are you able to kind of get to somebody ahead of that point and maybe steer them in the right direction before it gets too out of control?
1: I would say 90% of the people that we talk to with business problems, they're past the point of return. Okay. Uh, a lot of them have already shut down. Okay. So um, some are really just, um, while well, the accounts receivable are all over 180 days, they're in behind on the rent with their landlord, uh, the writing's on the wall. But then there's still, you can do a Division one proposal and offer a settlement to your creditors and perhaps keep the business alive. But when you come in and all your accounts receivable and you're behind with your rent and you know your loan with um, some of the federal governments is due and you just can't do it and there's no product out there and there's no sales your your customers are gone yeah then we're looking just as a as a uh, wind up we go into a bankruptcy and done division one proposal is uh, a good. Alternative, but it has to be done earlier than when they call us.
2: But is that where the failure is for a lot of companies? It's an iceberg dead ahead. And of course you can see the little white part of the iceberg above the water, but it's underneath for a lot of companies. They, they, they don't really have an inkling that they're even close to that iceberg when they can see it way off in the distance. But I guess if you can see it, it's almost too late at that point.
1: It's almost too late because what do you do? Uh, you have your staff. It's very hard to let your staff go. It's hard to move. It costs money to move. How about the supplier that is your, you know, you've been dealing with him for 20 years. Why would you want to change? All of those things matter. And it is again, how did you start your business? Is it undercapitalized? Did you put enough money or are you smothering under debt? And then it's again, sit down, look at it. And that's one thing that a licensed insolvency trustee does do because we don't have the emotions. We look at it just with a spreadsheet and say, you know what you're done unless you want to put more money in yourself. And even when you do that, what are the uh, obstacles to keeping this business going? Why did it hit here? And sometimes it's partnership dispute or, or, or whatever, but a lot of times it's, um, Lack of, uh, not lack of trying, lack of enough capitalism to get that business going and and go. A lot too don't realize that by not paying their GST in full or their payroll deductions um, and they're using that money to try to keep their business alive, it's not a good idea because as the director, you have a personal liability for those debts.
2: Have to ask you if there are any particular scenarios where you'd recommend that owners go talk to Matt Credit off the top.
1: I think that there is a definite role for the credit, for the collectors Matt Credit um, in this. That when they're collecting and the owner of the business says, you know, I just. I didn't see it coming. I'm overwhelmed, but I really want to work with you guys. Is there some way that uh, Matt credit can maybe make arrangements so that they do get paid their, their instructing party, they get paid. Maybe they don't get all their interest, um, but they get paid in full in the uh, original loan.
2: If somebody has to go down this road, how do they find a trustee or somebody? It seems like there's a lot out there, but how do you find the right person?
1: There are a lot of us, but not really for across the country. There's just over a thousand across Canada. So it looks like there's a lot of licensed insolvency trustees. We all have our own niche. Um, The big firms are big firms. Okay. Um, And if you want the big firm uh, experience, for sure. I've worked for some of the big firms. know exactly how they work. Um, If you want to be a person and a personal touch then I would look more, where is the trustee? Are they just a figurehead or do they actually meet with the individual? And are you a number or are you a person? Um, For myself, that's important to be a person. I don't want to be just a number and getting shuffled through. Um, And you have to fit because whether you go bankrupt or you do a consumer proposal, you're going to be living with them for the next nine, 24 months, 36 months, five years. Yeah. So uh, don't be going with somebody who turns you off right away.
2: Well, I also have to ask in the uh, the economic ecosystem, how do you and MedCredit uh, guests
1: coexist? Well, MedCredit and I have coexisted for well yeah. over 20 years, right? A long time. How? Some is education. Um, with the collectors and so on and so forth. Uh, I I often speak at their conferences. This is what bankruptcy looks like. This is what a consumer proposal looks like. This is a division one. So that the collector has more tools in their, their arsenal to collect. And that when they decide, hey, this person really can't pay, right, they can make referrals to the trustee. Now it is against the law for there to be any kind of um, money exchange hands or anything like that. So it is personal people that are building those relationships.
2: So here we are, we're venturing into 2023. How is 2022? Do you have any stats on, on how things have gone this past year in 2022? How have we gone from 2020 to 2022 through an incre- it's it's an incredible moment in history how we've dealt with the pandemic. Many have survived and surged, many have not. Yes. So how if you were to look at these past two, these past 24, these past two years, any thoughts on that?
1: The actual real true statistics are available at the superintendent's website. Since the pandemic came on, we noticed there was a real slowdown in bankruptcy for those two years first of all the courthouse was closed for a while then it's still back up so it's difficult to get a statement claim difficult to get a garnishing difficult to do all these collection actions so the people are kind of going oh we got to breathe it right now the other thing is with some of this money these people have never made that much money in their life they got four adults in the house they got eight thousand dollars a month coming in and You know, hopefully they were putting it away for a rainy day, but a lot of them just spent the money. And so then when it started opening up again and the collection started and people going, oh, geez, how am I going to pay this now? Um, Then we saw... Last year, I would like to say for 2020, 21, we we didn't get a lot of calls. And the ones that we got were already in serious, serious trouble long before the pandemic hit. In 22, we started getting tire kicker phone calls. That's what I call it, because they're going like, what is a bankruptcy? What is a proposal? No, I'm terrified. I'm not ready to make that decision yet. For 2023, one of the concerns that has been expressed by the government even Um, It's been termed as a tsunami of insolvencies coming. And do we have enough trustees? Um, We haven't seen that tsunami. Why? We're not entirely sure, but I think it's still out there. Anybody who has anything is still holding on by their fingertips. Um, They were in trouble before. They're in more trouble now. And then you got the rising uh, interest rates. You know, yeah. and some some of this um, money that was given by the federal government. I was reading on uh, in the newspaper. Uh, some people applied, and got the money, but they didn't really qualify for it, and so they go bankrupt. And we always caution them: there's no case law on to whether or not that debt goes away. Right. Right now, the way the law is written, it does go away. But CRA may decide: Hey, you guys, you got this money based not on being honest. And that's up to the courts to decide. So, to kind of wrap
2: things up a little bit here, how do people get a hold of you? And, uh, you know, that's kind of important. People need to talk to somebody.
1: <laughs> I am a licensed insolvency trustee <laughs> for Alberta, the Northwest Territories, and Nunavut. Uh, we are located in the West End of Edmonton. You um, Google, you get Fox Miles right away. Um, my number which we answer during the uh, regular business hours, but leave a message because we do check um, on the weekends and so on. Our number is 780-444-3939. Myself, I'm the main trustee, and then I have a senior manager who has just written his final exam towards getting his uh, license.
2: Is the, the biggest lesson that people can learn from this podcast today is don't be afraid to go and seek out advice because the faster you get ahead of this, the better you're going to be, right?
1: I think with all big life things, get the information. Don't be sitting fear of the unknown because with our mind, the fear of the unknown is way worse than what the reality is going to be. Find out what can I do and maybe catch it. And this is what we teach um, or we hope to empower the people when they're going through their counseling and stuff, try to catch it before it gets too late. You bounce a check, Get back to keeping those receipts, what you needs? what you want. Um, catch it when you're $500 in debt and don't let it balloon, you know, to fifty or or 100000 where you cannot recover from it. But if you do get into that situation, phone and get some help. Well, that's
2: it for today's episode of Overdue Advice. A big thank you to Rhonda Fox-Miles for sharing her insight on today's podcast. Hey, it's easy to find us online. Metcredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, at Metcredit. You can also check out Brian Sommerfeld's blog. It's easy to find that, too. It's blog.metcredit.com. And don't forget, the website also includes numerous helpful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We also want to hear from you, so subscribe, like, or leave us a review on this or any of our podcasts and make sure you share this podcast with your friends or business associates. You can drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Woo! run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. (laughs) So call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.